having freedom. And I thought about this in 2013 when I bought my first brick and mortar and I was working a corporate job. I said, here's the thing. I might not be that successful for a, for a long time or a while, and I'm going to be a lot of, a lot of serious debt, right? But freedom was important to me. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Liz Illeg of Liz Illeg Consulting. Liz, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Super excited to have you on as well. And before we jump into the interview, I want to read a little bit more about Liz so you can hear about all the awesome things that she's doing. And Liz is a multi-industry uh, entrepreneur with brick and mortar, mortar businesses across Phoenix, Arizona, and several online businesses, including her own consulting business. Liz Illeg Consulting was founded when business owners continually asked Liz how she grew her brick and mortar storefront to multiple locations in a short amount of time. Liz attributes all of her success in business growth to systems, effective delegation, and strategic planning. Business owners consult with Liz when they're ready to systematize, delegate, and scale, and that is definitely the name of the game. I absolutely love everything about systems and processes. So I love everything that Liz does. It's how you build a really successful business. So Liz, great to hear from you. Are you ready to speak to the I'm CEO community? Yes, I'm so excited. And just thanks for having me today. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, to kick everything off, I wanted to rewind the clock a little bit, hear a little bit more on how you got started, what I call your CEO story. Yeah, so it really, I, I from an early, early childhood, I would say 1995, I have literally been creating. And at that time, I was creating like little products here and there and things like that. But in 1995, I got my first dog and I had asked my parents for a dog for like years upon years. And we, I'm originally from Iowa. And so we, um, we had traveled up to Phoenix, Arizona. So I actually named my first dog Phoenix because I eventually wanted to move to Phoenix. And so I moved to Phoenix in 2005. So even from that 10 year span, I knew before, and I was really young at the time. So I've always had a passion for pets. So I actually own multiple businesses. So I also, I know the brick and mortar business. And I also know the I know the digital aspects of, of online businesses. Um, and so I have a total of 10 businesses and six of them are brick and mortar and they are pet grooming shops. And so I, I always tell people about my dog Phoenix, because even from an early age, I was constantly creating like pet products. And then eventually, you know, uh, moved out to Arizona and, you know, I went and got my undergrad and my business. And I started working corporate jobs because that's really what was in my family is like, you go to, you go to college and you go get a corporate job. And I was literally melting away at my corporate job. And I was like, I have to do something with my entrepreneurial spirit that I've really had since a really young age. And so in 2013, I bought my first brick and mortar pet grooming location. It was 450 square feet. 
Um, I always tell people I had no business buying a business because I was $60,000 in debt. I had to go buy an existing, I wanted to buy an existing business because from a brick and mortar standpoint, there's a little bit more comfort in knowing that you have customers, um, but it was a really small, you know, grooming shop. And so when I was working my, 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 my corporate job, I actually went from bank to bank during my lunch hour to see if somebody would give me a business loan. Well, little did I know, this is still 2013, nobody was giving business loans to somebody that has no business really experience. I have, you know, a business degree, but that was about it. And one bank told me, I will give you a line of credit. And I'm like, at, at this point, I was like, I'll take it. <laughs> right. And, but the interest rate on it was 18%. So just do the math on any kind of number. You're dealing with a really large interest number, not even paying off the principal. So mm -hmm. that's originally how I got started is I, I took a large, large risk. But since then, I've learned so many tactical things along the way that I went from one location owning it. And now I have six of those locations. And then I have four other online businesses now. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so I wanted to drill down a little bit more. I wanted to hear about your empire and everything you've been able to build. Could you take us through a little bit more on, you know, how you're working with your clients and of course your consulting practice and what you're doing there as well? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I started publicly speaking in about 2018 about taking risk and really empowering your passion and, and things like that. And people would come up to me and say, hey, I want to work with you. And I'm like, you can bring your pet into like one of my shops, right? Like that was the only way, like that, that, that's all that I knew. And so I actually went home to my husband, which was my fiance at the time. And I said, Hey, people keep like, I'm, I'm, I must be inspiring people, right. To take a risk or do something a little bit unknown. But, and people want to work with me. I don't have a service. I just have, I have grooming jobs. And he looked at me and he said, Liz, you know how to build systems from process and documentation and delegate workout. And I looked at him and I go, whoa, yeah, that is what I, that, I mean, that's, that was one thing that has, ma has made my success very, very clear. And I go, that's what I'm gonna start doing for a living. So, and at that time I had more grooming shops and those are running on autopilot with amazing staff and things like that. And so I started my consulting business where I was helping people build and step out of their businesses and not allow them to be their technician of their business through documentation and, and process building. And so I did that for about two years and we still continue to do that. And then I work with people one-on-one -on -one now, specifically growing and scaling businesses, but I also have a full creative and system agency that's called LI Group now. And so the theme here is that that now runs with amazing people. And so I then work with people within my consulting. And then I also have a few other businesses where I, I teach people about online courses and, and, and things like that. So it's just, you know, it's like really finding out like what you're good at and really deciding, is that what you want to do, right? Really, really narrow in. And so, you know, when it comes to systems and documentation, you know, we work at LI Group now, we work with large companies that want to franchise 
or want to step out of their businesses, but they never thought it was possible. And so we build these systems so that, you know, we get off these calls with them and I'm like, you might not ever have to repeat this information again, because we're going to document it and it's going to become a process. And that's when all the other layers, right? All the things that you've been bombarded with start to open up. And that's when you can start growing and scaling because a lot of people, and you probably see this, is that people want to hire people on, but they don't invest in teaching them and showing them how it needs to be done. And that's what I did in my grooming shops. You know, I, I tell people to this day, that's something that I'll have to live with the rest of my life where I brought people on when I actually wasn't ready for it. And those people failed. And I failed them that, you know, yes, they maybe failed at their job, but I, I set them up for failure because I didn't give them the things and the tools and the resources and the knowledge that I built for them to be successful. And so I always tell people, stop investing in people right away until you can invest in your operations and your back office once you have that clearly defined and you can onboard somebody to be successful, that's when you can start investing in people within your organization. And a lot of people just say, I'm so busy, I'm so busy, I'm so busy, I want to hire, 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 hire. They bring them on and then they wonder why those people are either A, unhappy or B, don't they don't work out. Right. And that person probably wants to be at that company or work for that person, but that person's not setting them up for success. Absolutely. Absolutely. Would you consider that to be what I like to call your secret sauce? The thing you feel has set you apart and makes you unique is that ability to, to be able to understand that, but also to articulate that and maybe even translate to the people you work with. hundred percent. And that's what I, you know, I've always said is like building a standard operating procedure is actually your secret sauce of your business, because whether you're going to sell your business eventually, whether you want to bring new team members into your team and bring them into your culture, every business is unique to, to some degree. Everybody's like, oh, I just own that kind of business. Everybody else does. No, there's something unique that's made you successful and document that and bring your culture together, all the people, and really make them understand that because then they're going to buy into your culture and your the, the knowledge and the secret sauce of what, what how have we been successful? Absolutely. Yeah, I love that. And I think it's so important to be able to kind of tap into that because that allows you to spend more time, you know, serving in clients when you're able to say, okay, these processes and systems are in place and they're impeccable. So absolutely appreciate that. And so I wanted to switch gears a little bit. And I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? Self-care. I really have had to learn this over the past few years. When you're growing and scaling your business, it can be really hard to put yourself first. But that's one thing that I learned because I wasn't doing it. There was a point where I was starting to gain weight. You know, I was sitting so much, you know, I was stagnant. And so I had to really look within and say, hey, I need to take care of myself so I can be better for people. So, you know, one of my hacks is self-care, get in my activity, you know, nourish my body with amazing food. But that is where I, if, if I do that, I'm a better person for everybody else. I want to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So this could be a word of wisdom or piece of advice. It might be something you would tell a client, or if you hopped into a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. 
I would definitely say do not be a technician in your business if you really want to grow and scale. You know, there's it's it, it's one of those things. And my, my favorite book is The E-Myth. I read it way before I even owned my grooming shop. And I really understood that I didn't need I could be successful without having to be the bee, right? Like I didn't have to be at all, right? And that's what the one thing within, you know, my LI group and my businesses is I bring in people that can do things better than I can. And I'm the first one to raise my hand and say, I don't know how to do it, but I have a squad and I have people that can do it better than I can. And I think that's something CEOs sometimes don't want to say. And I think it's really important to say, no, I bring people and I walk alongside everybody. Nobody's in front of me. Nobody's behind me. It's like, we're all on the same playing field. We're all on that same mission of, of success. Awesome. And so I want to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. We're hoping our different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Liz, what does being a CEO mean to you? Having freedom. And I thought about this in 2013 when I bought my first brick and mortar and I was working a corporate job. I said, here's the thing. I might not be that successful for a, for a long time or a while. And I'm going to be a lot of, a lot of serious debt. Right. But freedom was important to me to pick my schedule, to be able to do the things that I want to do. Right. Whether that be making a decision or not working a day, just having freedom has meant a lot to me. And that's what I've always said from the very beginning is I was willing to take a lot of sacrifices to have the freedom of being a CEO. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And so now I wanted to pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get a hold of you and find about all the awesome things that you're working on. Yes, yes. I would love to connect with you if you're looking to like grow and scale your business, you're looking for techniques and also maybe just some, some inspiration. Like I hope that you're listening now and you're saying, wow, there is something I'm really passionate about. And how do I get from point A to Z? And going back to that story about my husband is sometimes we don't see something in ourselves and somebody else does. So ask a person right? That knows you. Sometimes it takes somebody else to see something that, that we're already good at, but because it comes so natural, you know, for me, I'm a type A personality. You would think that I would have known that I'm good at that, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really acknowledge it. And so ask others, right? If, if, if you're on this journey of saying, what, what are you good at is, is go seek that. I would love people to follow me on Instagram. I, that's mostly where I am. It's Liz, L-I-Z, dot my last name i-l-l-g and i also can be found on my website lizillig.com awesome 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 well liz truly appreciate you for taking some time out we will definitely have the links and information in the show notes i love you know what you said and that that kind of last part that you gave us as well too because i think so many times when things come naturally because they're our gift and the thing that we're supposed to be doing we take it for granted sometimes we don't even value it and often it's the people that are around us that really see our gift and can tell us this is your gift you should try to do that that kind of lead us in that direction so thank you so much for telling us about that of course for doing that as well too and living that and i hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day thank you for listening to the i am ceo podcast powered by cb nation and blue 16 media tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co i am ceo is not just a phrase 
it's a community. Don't forget to schedule your complimentary digital marketing consultation at blue16media.com. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.